0: Uh, dude, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring our guy, Jay, into the stream. What's going on, Jay?
1: Vol Fanatics, what is up? I'm good.
0: How are you guys?
2: oh We're pretty good, my man.
0: So, uh, Jay, man, you work with, uh, you're, you're called Religiously, um, Kentucky Podcast.
1: Yes. yes you know, tell us a little bit about that, man. Yeah, Kentucky fans, uh, Kentucky basketball, and as of recently with Mark Stoops, Kentucky football. Uh, Ken, Kentucky sports is, is a religion to Kentucky fans. I'm sure you've seen the, the toxicness on any social media, <laughs> <You> know, <they're laughs> just, just as passionate as Tennessee fans when it comes to fan bases. So, yeah. So religiously uh, we eat, sleep and drink, you know, Kentucky sports. So.
0: No, and that's just, what makes it so special in the SEC. Cause I feel like right. more teams than not are just as passionate about every team. And I know, I know during football and basketball season, even baseball season, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee, we butt heads all the time. But, man, we're here. We're here just to learn more about you, about Kentucky basketball, because, man, they're having quite a special season. A little bit of a rough week last week. But uh, but tell us a little bit about Kentucky basketball, what you're seeing, what your expectations were.
1: So I have an episode coming out Monday. We put an episode out every Monday and this episode was named Harvey Dent. Uh, if you will, um, it was, you know, the beautiful side of the offense, the, the explosiveness Kentucky's putting up 92 points per game, probably the best offense in college basketball. Now on the defensive side of the ball, it was the ugly side of Harvey Dent. Uh, not, not so good. Uh, but I think they are, are, are you know, and that was just a uh, communication lack of uh, and, and, and those kinds of things. We've seen spurts of it. The numbers were there of Kentucky being a good defensive team, but uh, trusting players and communication has been the issue on the defensive side. So you, you see them putting together. And then you have Cal going ham in practice with these guys, you know, until they get it. So I think we suffered a little bit there. Uh, in these recent games, this last week games, we saw what happened in South Carolina, South Carolina mucked it up. It was very physical. And I think that surprised Kentucky, especially the younger players. They were like, "What? what is this? You know? And then you saw hero ball, if you will, let me dance around a bit with this. And, and and it just didn't work. We got away from that explosiveness of the offense. And then you saw a little bit of the defense um, trusting one another uh, and then the aggravation set in on the road at South Carolina and it, it was what it was. It, it was a, it was a beatdown. down. Uh, and then Arkansas came, you saw defensive growth. Uh, you saw players doing some things. We were without uh, Robert Dillingham, but a dude, came back. So we're starting to see this team get both sides of the ball going and and we like it but at the same time it's it's painful to watch a team come together so you're going to hear narratives from the big platforms from from the media from the sports media this is their internal pro. you know
0: well they do so many quick reactions on game by game right so
2: yeah, and, and I saw your tweet, uh, I believe it was this morning, about somebody asked, you know, is it an internal issue with all of this? And, you know, that's immediately what people go to. But uh, one question that I have for you is, you know, you talked about some of the defensive struggles that Kentucky has had early this year, but their offense has been really good. But the last two games offensively hadn't been as good, but you've seen the defense take a step up. I'm a guy that likes to take some of these negatives and turn them into a positive. And I think it kind of annoys Skyler a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. Um, How do you feel about that defense taking a step up and how do you think that is going to, um, how it's going to help Kentucky going forward once their offense gets back on track?
1: Well, as Kentucky fans, we talk final four every year. That's, you you know, like, it's weird to me because it's like, well, if it's not a final four, it's a bust. It's like, you can't have a good season if it's, and that's just totally crazy. But you want to see the, because the saying defense wins championships is a saying for a reason, you know, not only do you have to have a good offensive game, but you have to be good defensively. Now, we're going to see teams going to the half court. We're going to see these teams slow the ball down. And for a team that runs, you want to know that they can handle that. So these SEC tests are are great, I think. You know, some. You know, some Kentucky fans want to win every game by 20, by 30. It's just win a tough game, win a gritty game. I think the game with Tennessee coming up is going to be that, regardless that it's in Rupp Arena and everyone in the building will be eating soft soft serve ice cream, you know. But it, you want to see these tests. It's hard to watch sometimes, but you want to see this. Can can they adapt to it? And and we saw at Arkansas they could, regardless of Arkansas being a dumpster fire. Now, you saw Kentucky defensively do some things. And a lot of people say, well, we got away from the offensive side of the ball. and We we have, but we got the looks that we wanted. Shots yeah. were just not yeah. falling. We got all the <laughs> looks we wanted. The shots were just not falling. And, you know, some people get carried away. I get it. it's It's the passion. I understand. But also things have changed. Now you're playing conference play for one, and you're playing two games a week. That's hard to do.
2: It is. And especially, especially on the road like that, because what right. well, was the Carolina game on the road? I, I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so that Carolina game on the road. And then you went to Arkansas and played them on the road as well. I mean, yes. we, especially in conference play, it's hard to it's hard to play on the road. I mean, Tennessee's one loss so far in conference was on the road to Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very hard this time of year to play in conference. Right.
0: I'm sorry I didn't take my notes, but there is a record for top 10 opponents going to play on the road against non-ranked opponents. And the record is not good. Yeah, it, it's not. I think Kansas even lost this last week, too. Yeah. So um, I think people are tending to forget. And I don't know if football is an issue with this, but like at the end of the day, it's it's basketball. Like there's no team that's going to go undefeated or if they do, it's, it's rare. I mean, oh, it's yeah. a lot like baseball. Sometimes, man, the basket just has a lid on it. And a lot yeah. of times that tends to happen on the road. You don't practice on that court all the time. It's a different feel. It's a different look. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of fans, me included, you're like, man, how could you look so good against Alabama? But then we're down by five against Vanderbilt the very next game. And it's like, what are we doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. It's just all about consistency. Um, with Kentucky, it's figuring out, all right, you had the offense. Now you're starting to pick it up on the defense. Put it all together, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it it's – <laughs> the growth is hard to watch sometimes for for fans you know it's and now like i said we're playing two games a week it's it's a lot different especially in conference play all these even the worst play and i'll say this because we say this as kentucky fans we want all the smoke and and i joke about it all the time but we're everyone super bowl right the worst team is going to hit bank at eight o'clock at night the banks will be open
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely
1: (laughs) they're gonna hit hit these shots so you want to see that these young guys can say hey look you know everyone wants to beat you but that that's true about everyone everyone wants to beat tennessee everyone wants to beat kentucky everyone wants to beat mississippi it doesn't matter you know so you got to look at it like this and a young team has to understand hey look i know what the record is one and five but best believe me they're going to show up and play you so you know, and so working on the defense, it's learning on the move, and sometimes that's hard. You know, now we're getting ready to play Tennessee. That that's hard. You know, uh, especially as good as defense as Tennessee has. So it, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, Tennessee's so, hard in
0: the regular season with with Rick Barnes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll find. Sometimes, out sometimes the, the postseason's a little, you know, shaky. But uh, right. go yeah. ahead, Mike.
1: I, I think it will be rough at Rupp Arena for Tennessee. Yes, I, I, but. At the same time, the defense is great. Now, Kentucky's offense is, good. is pretty explosive. It's pretty and good. we have five guys averaging double-digit points. So, we're very deep. I think that hurts Tennessee. But Tennessee don't connect. You know, we, we just hope that he doesn't hit a three and get fouled in four-point play and everybody's like, connect four, connect <laughs> four, hand yeah. out connect four games, you know, and it's a big thing now. He's a special player. You got to Zakai Ziegler is going to do Zakai Ziegler things. He's he's going to assist. He's going to be the facilitator, right? He's going to. He's a special player. Uh, But as far as depth goes, I think Kentucky has the upper hand here. Defensively, can that high-powered offense do its thing against a great defensive team in Tennessee? I think. Kentucky is getting over that hump. It could be another rock fight, slugfest, whatever the the heads are saying these days. But uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think being at home has the edge for both teams. Yeah. You know, uh, Tennessee would at home, uh, but it's going to it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. And if they decide to run, I think Kentucky comes out. If they decide to muck, go slow, half court, I think this could be Tennessee. Um, it just depends on how they go. I know ESPN right now has uh, Tennessee winning this game 60% to 40%. So, it's yeah, – yeah. What, what yeah. do those guys know?
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we don't pay attention to the matchup predictors. So. Yeah, I,
1: I make fun of these guys all the time. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I know which way to go now. You know, but uh, I, th- I think it's going to be a great game, and I, I think it is a telltale about Kentucky at this point in the season. Are, are they that – can they get to that defensive – team that we know they can be are they still that offensive juggernaut uh but it's gonna be fun you better you better come i know we're at home but we better come to play right and i say we like i'm on the team <laughs>
2: hey we, we talk the same way all the time um all right. you know before we get into you know talking about the actual matchup of it uh, another question that i have is you know how does having all these young guys on the team, you know, affect things? Because you know, Kentucky is known for getting all these freshmen in, they're looking to be that one and done, go to the pros, you know. How does that affect the team as far as you know getting uh get getting as coming coming together as one unit is what I'm trying to say, and then getting everything together like offensive and defensively to make that run in March.
0: And to follow that Kentucky's had to do that for quite some time. I mean, I feel like that's what coach there does.
2: Yeah. Coach Cal is
1: very good at that. Yeah. Uh, Getting young people to buy into what he wants to do. It's hard to watch at times. It's hard to watch a South Carolina team beat Kentucky by 17. That's hard to watch. But I think this and it's different year to year, some groups, not so much. This group is special, very high IQ players. They all like each other. They all like playing with each other. I think it's, I think it's special. Uh, Now you got to let bad habits go. And we've seen that on the defensive guy guy drives all these guys want to come in to help instead of letting the big block the shot or, you know, let the guy, you know, back tap, whatever they leave a wide open guy outside to shoot. And that's been a thing constantly. And and that's what they're learning is to trust, to talk, communicate on defense. And and hopefully we get there. We get to the final four of the promised land for Kentucky. Cause the, the last few years have been pretty bad. A lot of, a lot of toxic uh, in the fan base with, you know, with the last few years.
0: I got a question for you. Cause we just got a comment on stream. Do you know this guy right here? He said, so do not Diff- let Jay talk too much. He will get himself thinking championship <laughs> or bust." <laughs>
1: yeah. So so this is my co-host.
0: Okay. Uh, he, there we go. Yeah,
1: he's also on the show with me, Jaron Ruth. He does he's a Mississippi State fan. Oh, he fair does, enough. He does all the teams with uh the SEC. Uh also have another guy, JD Hall, who we call the voice of reason. When we're all blah blah blah. He's the <laughs> let me let me spout off some numbers for you, but uh that's that's the type of guy he is but uh number wise defensively kentucky you know a lot of people saying we're horrible on defense and like i said it's communicating and trusting your you know like i said when a guy drives don't three guys don't need to get that guy let, right. let the big do his job you stay on your man and that's what they're getting now so we've seen spurts of it and and regardless if arkansas is arkansas We still saw some things they did really good defensively, and it's growth, and we like it. Now, offensively, uh, (laughs) we're wondering what happened. But like I said, we got the looks we wanted. The shots weren't falling. It happens. Teams go through that.
0: It gets cold.
2: but you know, I – I, I do also attest some of that to Arkansas because Arkansas does play very good defense. They, they might not have a very good team this year, but they're always very good defensively. And, you know, I, I take part of Kentucky's poor shooting uh, because of Arkansas's defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely was, Uh, like I said, though, they, they got their looks, you know, And but when you get a layup, you got to, yeah, put that in. I don't think they missed six or seven layups. There was, you know, you got to put that in, but you know, you feel like that that pressure's coming. They uh they had several blocks, so that's in your head, you know, so I get that.
0: A lot of times basketball is such a matchup sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you could have the best five in the world, but if they've got one guy that's just 7 foot 4 and blocking everything in the paint, you're going to have to rely on the shooters at some point. Um, yeah, and you're vice versa.
1: Just your shot trying to do that exactly.
0: craziness. Exactly. So with that being said, let's let's get into the matchup uh, of Tennessee versus Kentucky. Now, Kentucky, as we've mentioned, came off kind of a tough week, but this is kind of the time of the season where you're starting to see these teams lock in. Um, You got about 12, 13 games left in the regular season, and Kentucky may be starting to find that other half of the puzzle that they need to get moving forward. Now, you mentioned that you all have five guys all averaging um, more than 10 points a game you got one of those guys shooting 50% from the field for the season. Um, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about some of the players and who are the guys that you think is going to stand out for Kentucky against not just Tennessee but also Florida.
1: So everybody wants to talk about Dalton Connect, Antonio Reeves. Right. Similar numbers of Reeves just edging him out percent-wise from the three, but they're, they're neck and neck like almost identical numbers. Uh, very good players. That's going to be fun to watch. Antonio Reeves doesn't get the praise he deserves. Uh, he should. He's very, very good. Uh, and that's going to be a, uh, a matchup that everybody's watching. Dog Connect get his, and Antonio Reeves get his. But
2: And Antonio of- Reeves is my favorite guy to watch on y'all's team. Just the way that he plays the game, it, it's outstanding.
1: He's a shooter, and he, he and he can take you on the dribble as well. So it's he's fun to watch. This matchup is, is – is crazy because you mentioned Kentucky has the five guys scoring averaging double digits, but almost so does Tennessee in Don yeah. Connect. Uh, Adu Ziegler, uh, Jordan Vescovi right there on the line. You know, Vescovi is dangerous. We all know he's a shooter, he can shoot. Uh, with Don't Connect, he might not have gotten so far this year the sh- more shots to shoot, you know, but whatever that is. I think that might be, maybe Kentucky's advantage is connect shooting the ball more. Because what he you, okay, you get thirty. Well, who's going to get the other points? You know. Well,
0: I will actually go ahead and interrupt you here for just a second. I think yeah. the surprise guy for Tennessee, and and somehow I hit the buzzer in like week one on this. um, you know, Jonas Adu has kind of been that second guy. Um, he's been the consistent guy for Tennessee, at least um, in the paint. You got obviously Viskovi, you've got Ziegler, um, you got Connect, but Jonas Adu's kind of been that guy that now, unfortunately, sometimes he gets himself in foul trouble. Um, but he's actually been that second tier guy where you've got Connect scoring 25 plus, and you got Adu right there scoring about 17 points a game almost you know at least in the last uh you know two or three weeks so he's been that second guy but you know i think defense is where he steps in more than anything
1: yeah and that that is the telltale for this game is can kentucky play with tennessee's defense the number two in defensive efficiency in in college basketball that's really good so uh it's, it's going to be hard. Offense efficiency, I think Tennessee coming in at 19, Kentucky 9. Kentucky very explosive and they can shoot. Now, if Kentucky is hitting shots, it could get away from Tennessee and that def- Tennessee's focus and they're playing mean defense. It could get away from Kentucky and Absolutely. they can just run off with it. So it could go either way because this is going to be a fun matchup. You name these guys against Kentucky guys. Uh, I think we found our center because we have three seven-footers, but two are stretch sevens, and one is a post Um, So we have so many lineups. We're so deep, and that's what I think takes Tennessee out. I don't know. And, of course, I mean, as a Tennessee fan, you guys know, I'm an optimistic person like
0: you, Mike. But on the blue glasses, dude. That's why you're here, man. Right, right. So
1: I'm (laughs) going to say we want the smoke, we will win, of course. You know, you and I, and I'm known for this in in my fan base is when Kentucky plays. I I just can't predict a loss. Now we could talk about it in this, this, and this. Okay, maybe, but I can't tell you like in football, twelve and zero. I'm not going to predict a loss. You know, that's why we play the games. Anything can happen. So any I I do know that that anything can happen in this game, but I I like Kentucky chances because we are so deep. And I just don't know if Tennessee can keep gathering the waves of new fresh bodies coming in. I don't know. Now, if they slow it down, for sure, because we saw that at South Carolina.
2: Yeah, and so we got your, your co-host here is commenting in. He looks at Kentucky's bigs versus Tennessee's bigs. And also, can Kentucky's guard depth eliminate the defensive strength for Tennessee? And, and you know, that's where I think Kentucky's got a little bit of advantage in this game Is is the big on big. Because this is a concern that I have for Tennessee. you got Jonas Adub. He's been playing great as of late. But then where do you go behind him? We've got Tobey Awaka, who is right there at 6'10". But he has a tendency to foul a lot. And he hasn't played as good as I was expecting him to this year. And then the next guy you got who put up some – or had some good minutes yesterday against Vanderbilt was J.P. Estrella. But he's just trying to get into the flow of things. So I think that's where ten- where uh, Kentucky can take advantage of Tennessee a little bit in that game. And I think that's a struggle that Tennessee is going to have this year. As you've seen against teams like Purdue, they've got Zach Eady, a great big man down there. you got uh, Hunter Dickinson with Kansas uh, that took advantage of Tennessee because of their big man. And same thing with North Carolina. I forget their their big man's name, but I know y'all play North Carolina as well, so yeah, you know who I'm called. talking about. Yeah, So, I mean, th- that's where Tennessee has struggled uh, this year is at the center position.
1: and Well, Kentucky struggling, I think, Ziegler is key in this game because he can drive and he can facilitate. We know that defensively, Kentucky struggled because of trust and communication. So when he drives, two or three guys are going to try to get him, leaving Connect, leaving uh, Vescovi, and whoever that shoots deep balls are very good, wide open. That concerns me. Now, can can Kentucky be disciplined and let that guy stay on that guy and let a big deal with that? That's going to be something to watch. I think Ziegler is big-time key in this game for Tennessee. I hope that he
0: hits the shots. Uh, Let's talk about the game itself and what it means. I think this is – very much one of the biggest swing games of the season for both teams. Yeah. Um, you got you got Kentucky sitting at I, th- I believe, excuse me, five and two in the SEC, yeah. fifteen and four overall. Yeah. And yep. then you got Tennessee sitting there tied it, well, actually a half game back because they haven't played as many SEC games. But they're five and one, 15 and four overall as well. Um, you know, I look at this game, and maybe it's because I watched some of the Vanderbilt game, and I realized how quiet the whistle was, shockingly. Um, do yeah, you, we won't do you ex- get into that right now? <laughs> do you expect at least in the first half? That's all I got to see. Um, do you I, expect I want to this, this real
1: quick South Carolina? Yeah. Uh they didn't call a foul on South Carolina the first 12 minutes of the game.
0: Exactly. Are they that disciplined? I mean, no, that- I don't, I yeah. don't believe no, no team he is. Exactly. Right, Exactly. Right. I was like and it's I basketball. Is
1: that y'all's next game? so
0: yeah well I appreciate that um I guess that's something we probably need to look out for uh, <laughs> the, the media does I mean as much as the Cinderella story don't connect is the media does try to paint us as like some type of boxing match every time we play basketball I don't necessarily understand that but um but I do you do you think that foul trouble could be an issue in this upcoming game against Kentucky and Tennessee for for either side
1: not Kentucky because we're too deep like okay yeah I mean like we're, we're just
0: that's a fair. Guy
1: after a guy after a guy. For Tennessee, I don't know their bench as well. Maybe for their guys that are scoring double digits or averaging double digits, you know, you you, you certainly don't want uh, connect and foul trouble. Right. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, t- talking for Tennessee, you know, or we, we normally play about 10 guys a game as well. But, you know, it, it's mostly the starting five plus – one or two that that come in. You got some of the other guys off the bench that, you know, they'll play, you know, six, seven minutes, sometimes get ten. But, I mean, definitely Kentucky's bench is a little bit deeper overall than uh, Tennessee's is. And one guy that we hadn't even mentioned yet that is key for, for you guys off the bench is Reed Shepard. I mean, he is he's an outstanding ball player uh, defensively, and he he's a knockdown uh, jump shooter as well.
1: Yeah, definitely a great shooter but struggles on defense now he's a gambler so he jumps you know he's back tapper you know behind you type of guy he gets beat by every guy so i i I mean it is what it is but his iq is so high probably probably the highest on the team as far as like trey mitchell might be there but he's experienced player you know as a freshman he probably has the highest iq but this whole team is high IQ players. DJ Wagner is a dog. He's he's going to the basket anytime
0: he wants. Um, so it's
1: you know I can promise
0: you, Coach Cal is not going to be recruiting any guys that that are not smart about the game of right. basketball. I right. mean they're they're going to know, know exactly.
1: We've seen <laughs> some things, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um,
1: it's going to be a great matchup. Like it, it yeah. matches up and it's defense. I mean I keep going back to this. I tell people people say that defense wins championships for a reason. And and Tennessee has a great defense. We'll see what Kentucky's offense can do with it. And, and we're deep. And we get the home whistle because we're going to give the refs, the Rupp Arena ice cream before all this goes down, but,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: but the home crowd always gets the home cooking a little bit, so to speak, but it's going to be a fun game. I think uh, Tennessee is dangerous. So it's just, it's going to be one of those games that goes the opposite way. And then there it goes the opposite way. It's like, who, who doesn't get aggravated and in foul trouble or, or I'm getting fouled and they're not calling it type situation, aggravation, you know? Yeah. I think this is the biggest,
0: I think being at Rupp arena is the biggest variable out of anything. I think what, what that atmosphere brings to the game, especially knowing it's against Tennessee, um, I think that's going to be – I love the way this schedule matches up, though. Regardless of who wins this game, you got the season finale where you come back to our place, and that's how the regular season ends. So regardless who wins or losses, you know that result is going to, you know, tamper all the way to the rest of the season until the rematch right before the SEC tournament. So, um, but I guess –
1: What gives Kentucky advantage in this game, too, is you guys will be coming off a game with South Carolina win or lose. Very physical South Carolina team. They are, they're, they're going to, you, are I'm telling you guys, Tennessee fan base is going to be on social media, Twitter going, that was a foul. They didn't call that. Very physical game.
0: Well, I think people underestimate South Carolina's basketball team. I yeah, think
1: very good team, but they're, they're one they of the most underrated. And they're very physical.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, South Carolina's five and two, 17 and three on the season. Yeah. Um, they, and they I, have, I'm,
2: on, I'm on record earlier this year on the podcast saying that if there's a dark horse team in the SEC that could win it all in the tournament, that's South Carolina this year. Yeah.
0: Ab- absolutely. So, I, I, in no way, this is one of the toughest stretches for Tennessee basketball coming up with South Carolina, yeah. Kentucky. I mean, absolutely. And we've already had a gauntlet. I mean, we just played Alabama. Um, and that's, that's – I know we beat them pretty badly, but that, I think – I don't know what was in our veins that night. I'll be honest. Well, that that um, was
2: the that was the that was the TBA effect at the at, yeah. at the Food City Center. I mean, we played them at home, and you know, Alabama was still going through Armageddon from you know Nick Saban leaving. He had the ice <laughs> and, and all that too, so everything just worked out for Tennessee. <laughs>
0: 20 right. players hitting the portal, everybody leaving. Yeah. No, no, I got you. Yeah. But uh Jay, man um before you head off today, uh let the folks know where everybody can find you and follow you and subscribe to you. All
1: right, so the podcast is on all po- podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, uh Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music. Wherever you get your podcast, free podcast, uh social media, TikTok, at J Jay Hayes, J-A-Y-H-A-Z-Z-E-K-Y, on all social medias, IG, Twitter, if we're still calling that. I mean, it is Twitter. We, we call it Twitter calling. on this show. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just everywhere. And I got guys, Jaron Ruth, you see him in the comments. You can follow him. He's SEC. He writes for uh, SEC Network. Uh, not SEC Network, but, uh, yeah, just great Mississippi State guy. Another fun follow, but Jaren, uh underscore zero three three uh, there and religiously Kentucky on Facebook, religiously Kentucky on all social. Podcast platforms there. there
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> before before you head out, I, I do want to bring this comment back up because, you know, we're all a part of the, this network that, you know, we're still we're still. Teasing it, we're not telling everybody what it is, but Ohio podcast. Did you ever think there would be a day that a Buckeye would be sitting listening to a wildcat and a volunteer? That day has arrived. Well done, guys. Uh, appreciate you tuning in, Eric. Uh, and we've also had a Topper Talk has uh has come in as well. So we're we're getting a lot of
1: support. Hardball leaving thing. Oh,
0: dude, Ohio State is on cloud nine right now. <laughs> oh yeah. oh with, yeah, with with the recruiting class that they're bringing in from the portal. Yeah. On top of Harbaugh leaving Michigan, now I um, think Michigan hired the right guy. This is so off track, but like I'm telling you right now, Ohio State is selling their soul for this this upcoming season. Yeah. So yeah, there he's got go. the links right there. I was gonna tell you we're gonna put your links in the comments after we get this thing posted. So. But uh, yeah, no, Ohio I, says
2: you better believe we are we are on cloud nine. So.
0: Yeah, 100%, yeah. man.
2: Jay, um, appreciate you joining us. Um, Ho- yeah. hopefully here in the future we can have a little bit more collaborations as well. Baseball and, um, yeah. Yeah. We got baseball season come up and then we've still got another Tennessee Kentucky game later in the year. That's so right.
1: yeah. Vol sure. Fanatics, man. I appreciate appreciate you guys for having me, man. It's been fun. I you know, you, you think when you get invited to a Tennessee Vol Fanatic podcast, you're like, oh.
0: What's up, little brother? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
1: don't know what's coming my way, but (laughs) it's been a great conversation, guys, and I really enjoyed it, man. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Yeah, thank you for coming, man. Appreciate you.
0: Take it easy.